Hello again, this is Jeff. <laughs> I almost said my job's name. <laughs> Oh no, now, now we really have thrown wrenches into gears. Uh, well, this is Jeff. No, wait, hold on. How do I start this? Hello, this is... You Missed My Childhood. There we go. This is You Missed My Childhood, the podcast where we take a movie that I've seen in my youth and talk about with my co-host who just watched it for the very first time. And as I said before, I'm going to introduce him by saying that he's been staring at the mirror saying Ninja Focus over and over again, and it has not been working. Mr. Ali Tabibnejad. <laughs> Yes, that that is me. We're doing the intro again because Jeff didn't like the things that I had to deal with today. Um, and Wait, so so so, so you, okay. So you, so you said you had what'd you say beforehand, and and make sense of it. So make me... my horse is dead, and I have a boner. I mean, okay. those two things aren't related, but uh huh. Um, so so, so so now tie those together to make sense to the to where I would not have been upset by you saying them. Oh, tie them together. They, they're not related. Well, I then, said yeah, they're okay. not related. Well, then let's move on again. <laughs> how, how have you been besides those two things? I know you've had a rough week. Yeah, um, good, I think. Work has become kind of... Uh, Second nature? You know, a little little like office. I don't, I don't have anything aside from work going on in my life. A so. little like office. Oh, you mean like the show The Office? The office, yeah, not. Well, that's not funny. Office. You should you should learn to illustrate and maybe make a comic that will uh, you know be seen by <laughs> twenty people. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> it, it was the office a comic that was seen by twenty people? No, no, no. I, I'm just saying that if you made a comic that's in the line of the office, oh. that's not a TV show. No one's going to look at that these days. I don't think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we have a whole TV series, right? That's yeah, because yep, exactly. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, my poor horse is dead, and you you just say that I don't have a horse and I haven't had a horse. But how do you how would you know if I have a horse? Well, okay. So what what do you mean by this horse thing? I mean, my horse is dead, man. It's it's like you form relationships with these animals, and when they die, you get sad. Okay, so I'm going to move on from that. So we have been <laughs> recording. We were recording in the middle of the daytime, and apparently this really fucks Ali up. I was going to make a joke about how it's fucking me up, but a man, it's putting you in like another dimension. And I thought I was already getting to another dimension because I made a naughty coffee this morning. Naughty not, coffee? Yeah, I just made a, a coffee with a little bit of whiskey in it. Why not, right? We never record on Saturdays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're denying me the... <laughs> The right You're to not talk going about back to that. Okay, we're gonna bulldoze two huge things <laughs> <laughs> that I have to contend with. But um, anyway, what is uh, what is this movie that we're talking about? Oh, we're, okay, good movie already. Okay, well, I guess I can handle that today. <laughs> so <laughs> we are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and in the scheme of this podcast being about my childhood, this movie is like. My childhood distilled into ninety Whoa. minutes, at least like you know, from the ages of seven to ten or so. Really, seven? 
Or eight, maybe, because you were born no, a little. No, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles were before this movie. I mean, you know, there's this cartoon oh, and everything. Oh, that's right. So they were like a TV series or some such, right? Comic first. Yep, just like your office idea, <laughs> except for this one had a little bit more traction. <laughs> it was a little bit more popular, and then yeah. it became a TV series. I want to say in like '87 or something like that. So just a few years before this show came out, and then it became, oh. the, or before the movie came out, and then it became a movie. Okay, so. Did you know all these... I mean, you must have known all all of the characters or some of the characters. Uh, I mean, the, the turtles oh. are, there seem to always have been... The four. turtles, yep. The four turtles, for oh. sure. April Neil was always a um, pretty much in every episode. Really? Yep. And Shredder, he was always the main bad guy. And really? Casey okay, Jones okay. is kind of a more of a B player in my mind, but he was he was he was in stuff. I think I think he really became. I think he took off with the movies. So if I want to, say, yeah, ah, if I'm not mistaken. What about Splinter? Oh come on, yeah, Splinter's been there since the get go. Oh okay, yeah, yeah I, mean, he, I don't I don't know. He's always been there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I want to ask you. So there's four turtles. Um, so if you ever watched the the TV show, the beginning theme song, in the, in the actual lyrics of the theme song, it talks about their personality traits. So first off, do you remember their names and like what what would you say is their kind of overall personality trait? Okay, I wrote down their name and their color, and the color of their bandana. Yeah, yeah, uh, picked up. Like a little bit of the, I guess, of their personality, but uh, Raphael is the hot-headed, angry, uh, red turtle. Yep. Oh, actually, um, let let's do it in the in the uh, order of the song. So, let's see if I remember. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. So, what about Leonardo? What's Leonardo is blue and calm and uh, peaceful. Yep. All they say is that he leads. Contemplative. <laughs> really? Le- Leonardo leads. Yep. Huh. <laughs> and what about Donatello? Donatello is more like Leonardo than he is like Raphael. Um, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, kind of cool yeah. and calm. Would you say he does machines? No. I, I wouldn't know. Those are the lyrics, yep. <laughs> Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines. Like he's a nerd. Oh, okay. You don't really get that sense from this movie, though. Because he's kind no. of, he's he's almost kind of Michelangelo-y. Yeah, they're friends, right? Michelangelo and Donatello? I mean, they're all friends, kind of, but yeah. Because they're all derivatives of the two big personalities. That's uh, what I figured. All derivatives of, of the their... two big personalities? Right, the blue and the red are like the opposites. And the purple and the orange are like buddies. <laughs> okay, may- close maybe. To yeah. the red and the blue. Yeah, I think I think red. I think red. Uh, Donatello and Raphael are probably the most opposed to each other, <laughs> and just like the most kind of difficult to, to get along with. Speaking of which, Raphael. What? So you. What was his personality trait? Hot headed. You said. Yeah, and angry. Yeah, and cool but rude. That that's what the song says. He's cool but rude. Yeah. That's- Weird. Okay. Raphael is cool but rude. And then how about Michelangelo? Michelangelo is friends with Donatello, but is more like Raphael than like <laughs> what? Leonardo. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So put that into like an adjective. Like describe him in an adjective. Let's see. Donatello does machines. Raphael's rude. Michelangelo is a meanie. Mike- no, Michelangelo's a party dude. 
He's a party dude. Okay. Yeah, he's always he's like the most cowabunga of them all. Uh-huh. And I think that whenever pizza's mentioned, he's the one that has like the biggest like pizza boner. Really? I mean, they all they all want pizza really badly, but yeah, he's he's the one that like will shoot out of the manhole cover to get pizza first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, so those are the main people and then Splinter. Um and so what what did you know about this this what did what you know about this this uh this story beforehand? I just knew that they were fighters and they were good guys. Uh, that um, you know they were ninjas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I played a uh, Nintendo game back in the day. Um, oh, the fun one or the hard one? I think it was fun. I don't remember it being particularly hard yeah yeah um and uh i didn't remember splinter so splinters felt new to me and uh i guess so i I didn't really know anything about them so i found the story kind of charming and dumb at the same time (laughs) yeah that's kind of what it is (laughs) charmingly dumb Uh uh-huh where yeah master splinter was a normal-sized rat who belonged to, let's see, I have his name written here, to Master Master Yoshi. Yoshi, yeah. And (laughs) he, like, um, imitated Master Yoshi's movements, who was a ninja master. So he picked up some, I guess, uh, ninja skills. Yeah, we even saw the rats, you know, practicing as ninja in in the cage. Yeah, and somehow they were forced to leave Japan and uh, go to New York, of all places. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he one night Let's finds four turtles next to like a nuclear radioactive waste, thing. essentially. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's oozing green goo. Yeah, and uh, the. You know, the, the turtles are all crawling around in it and jumping up and down. And then the next day he's like, oh, I doubled in size. And these turtles also doubled in size. And I was I becoming, uh, I became smarter. And they started saying. You should say this is Splinter's words. voice. You're kind of losing half the charm here. Oh, yeah. And how does he talk? <laughs> and they said, uh, pizza. And no, I was that's surprised. not how Splinter talks. <laughs> I think he kind of talks like Yoda, right? Uh, no, it's more like no? more like pseudo Japanese sounding. Oh, but he also kind of reminded me of Master, the other guy, the bad guy, a little Shredder. bit. Shredder, Saki, Saki, who's Saki? Saki. Uh, I guess the Japanese name of Shredder. Oh, Oroku Saki, yes, yes. He, yeah. he, he reminded you of, of like the way he sounded? Yeah, because Saki was, you know, kind of like the um, Mortal Kombat guy. Well, okay, so there's a very, him. very easy equivalent to draw to Shredder because there's definitely a scene where Shredder walks in and you're like, oh, this looks like Darth Vader, and then the music starts playing, and oh, it's kind of yeah, almost yeah. like the Imperial Death March, but then you're like, oh, it's not quite that, but it's kind of getting close. Yeah. And then there's a scene where Shredder says, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, all yes, the same scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to all the kids, yeah. I mean, he definitely has a very Darth Vader thing going on, which I think True. is like partially an homage. 
Ah. And uh, even through the series, this was a thing? Uh, I didn't pick it up as much as I did just right now watching it last night. I was like, oh my god. Especially that scene because it's like so so Darth Vader-y. And the music is like as close as I could get to the Imperial March without actually doing it. (laughs) So Splinter is voiced by someone that you wouldn't know the name of, but you definitely know another character that this person has voiced. It's another very famous Muppet. Yoda? No, it's not Yoda's voice. Um, Kermit? Nope. Famous Muppet. Um, Very famous Muppet. Like an annoying Muppet that has uh, done lots of like product spinoff that became very popular. Hmm. Uh, let's see. There was another like a yoga master in the movies we've watched. Yoga master like a... Like a, I don't know, like a ninja master type. Uh, kind of. Wasn't there yeah. another rat? N- I don't, I don't know about that. But this voice uh-huh. is nothing like nothing Asian, nothing ninja. It's just pure Sesame Street. I love Sesame Street, and I know all of the characters in Sesame Street. Okay, well that um, means you have never seen it before, and you don't even barely even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, the same voice as Elmo. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty random because you're like, what? Okay. Those two voices are pretty opposed. I mean, I looked it up mostly just to to like see if Splinter was Asian. And I figured not because all the voices in this movie were not Asian, even when they sounded like they could be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not even Master Tatsu? Well, I mean, the voices. Yeah. Like his voice wasn't. Wait a minute. No, so, his voice was his voice. Well, he's a person, yeah. So his voice is his voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's not covered by a mask. He's not covered by latex. He's just a guy. He didn't dub so, him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you recognize any of the any of the foot soldiers? Mm, no, I didn't. Uh, there was no. There was Sid, but that's that's Danny. the only big character. Danny. You're Danny right. wearing a Sid shirt. Did, did you know that you know that shirt was a reference to? Mm, some kind of dark character named Sid. Oh, maybe. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Some kind uh, of dark character. That uh, magic show um, what? with the children. What? Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about Harry Potter. This is so before Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Oh my god! Like a decade before, easily. Harry Potter is a book. Yeah, it, it was before the book <laughs> by about a decade. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's uh, Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols. Oh, is he a bad person? Well, do you know anything about the Sex Pistols or Sid Vicious? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was, I mean, they were like, they were essentially a fake band. They're just kind of put together by a record producer to make money and like oh. prove that like punk could sell or something like that. Really? And yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's a deeper story than that, but we ha- we actually probably watch a movie about this at some point in time. Oh, but, uh, should. Yeah, Sid Vicious was like, he wasn't the front man, but for some reason, especially when I was 13 too, I thought he was the coolest member because I think he was just the most like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck member. And he died young, and he was like terrible, a terrible musician. I don't think he even played like any of the records, oh. even though he like had a bass and stuff. But yeah, I think I think the other members always played the bass because he was really really bad at it. <laughs> he was supposed to play bass, but he couldn't play I, the bass not, really well. No, definitely That's not really funny. well. And I don't, I don't think he could even play it like kind of badly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could play it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a shirt of that dude. 
Okay. So especially that's like early 90s speak for like, whoa, what a punk. <laughs> really? So like, what, is, what did it mean to uh, like that guy? Sid Vicious? It just meant that you were like, I don't know, maybe like an anarchist because they were like pseudo-anarchy band and, oh. you know, just anti-establishment, fuck it all. Okay, okay. Yeah, my dad, my dad's such a chore. He works for the newspaper. Oh, man, <laughs> I just want to go hang out with the foot soldiers all day long. Even though, like, um, uh, they were, like, a made-up band? Well, they're a real band. They just were, like, you know, they were made up in the sense where they weren't organically formed. They were, like, a record right. producer made them. Yep. Got you. That's funny. Okay. But then so they found, like, real like, kind of scary s- punk dudes. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, the main guy's Johnny Rotten, and they called him Johnny Rotten because his teeth were all fucked up. Oh, this sounds really interesting. I should <laughs> look up Sex Pistols. Don't do too much. We'll, we'll, we'll watch a movie about that pretty soon, so don't don't look up okay. too much. Okay, okay, okay. But anyways, but Danny, Danny's like the, the main... So he's kind of the almost foot soldier kid, so he is April's... April Neil's boss's kid, and he's kind of this mm. aloof teenager. I don't know how old would you say he is? 13, 14, 15, around there? Maybe even younger, but yeah. Right Maybe, but yeah. Yeah, I know. The the Foot Clan, it's so funny because when you go, when you see the scenes in there, it's playing. I mean, first of all, did you recognize the music playing in the Foot, in the foot Soldiers layer? Mm, no, I didn't. It was very, and this is again distilling my childhood pretty well, but it was MC Hammer. Do you know who that was? Oh, uh, I guess I know. I kind of know who MC Hammer is. Like, I just know what what sort of music he made but yeah like <laughs> fake really rap <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah I fake mean, rap i don't know it's just like very slow rap for like suburban kids <laughs> oh okay and like pretty clean wow. he like was famous i mean that's that, that that's kind of how i got into him because my mom was like all right this is the rap artist you can listen to because he didn't swear. really that's funny okay and he's and huge i thought it was the funniest thing the the scene that they set up with like there were like cigarettes laying around. Oh yeah, kids. Uh, I don't know with chewing gum. Kids playing poker, kid, and and they're yeah, like they're like playing, eight year olds. They're pretty young. Playing bass, playing video games. <laughs> oh yeah, gambling, skateboarding. <laughs> right. It's yep. Like, this is anarchy. This is like what bad kids do. Yeah. And it was just all these like very innocent. The worst thing they were doing was smoking cigarettes. Pretty, pretty much, awesome. yeah. You didn't really get, you didn't get the sense it was like a, a a devious crime organization, just kind of like a bad right. kid hangout. Exactly. And that's also there the was, scene too, where yeah. we saw the the most famous, well, the person that's the most famous now from this movie. That's one of the foot guys, and he's like, you know, a kid asks him, "Hey, do you get some cigarettes?" He's like, "Menthol or regular?" <laughs> Did <laughs> that you guy is that the dude? most famous. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. No, Sam Rockwell. Should I look him up right now? Yeah, you definitely know Sam Rockwell. I don't know Sam Rockwell. You for sure do. I can't think of like what you know him from, but you definitely know who Sam Rockwell is. Okay. I've heard that name before, but I bet... Mm-hmm. I mean, I am trying to uh, establish myself as the guy who takes pride in... Dude, I have no idea who this is. Then yeah, you do. You've you've definitely seen plenty of movies with him. But okay, so you're, you're taking pride in being a guy that doesn't know anything. So you're kind of taking taking pride in being dumb. Anything. <laughs> the pop culture. Just because I don't know like actors, I'm I'm taking pride in not knowing actors because 
actors, you know, they they are all part of SAG, and SAG is not cool. Okay, blah blah blah. So you're just trying to <laughs> right <laughs> excuse your your shortcut, your your blind sides here, right? Which Pretty much, it's excusable. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you know who that guy is. He's in tons of shit. If you say so. Yep, I can't think of one thing that you would know him from though. <laughs> like, did you ever see that movie Moon? <laughs> exactly. Where there's this guy that's Moon? in. Yeah, that seems like an arty movie that you'd watch and be like, "Hmm, oh, yeah, that was arty." Yeah, yeah. I. Oh, Jojo I Rabbit. He was in Jojo Rabbit. Oh, who was he in Jojo Rabbit? He was. He was. Uh, oh, the very like flamboyant Nazi. He always had capes and stuff, and was always dressed up in a funny way. Oh wait, was he? He was the guy in Moon, right? Yeah, he's the main guy in Moon. Yep. Got you. Okay. You know this guy. Still doesn't mean I know him. Okay, whatever. Okay. Anyway, so (laughs) yeah, going back going back to that foot soldier scene. So yep, we 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 see this layer. And there is kind of this like very, very light implication that they're like smuggling goods or like counterfeiting goods. You know, you see like a guy working on a stereo one time, (laughs) but then (laughs) there's just all kinds of boxes of like TVs. Well they just seem to be stealing a whole bunch of shit, right? Oh, well, yeah. And then bringing them there. Yeah, and that's the first scene we see, too, is that we hear this, like, I think it's probably April O'Neil talking, but it's like, the city has gone to shit. There's a bunch of, like, (laughs) crazy things happening. And then you see uh, one person, like, pickpocket another person, and then they hand off that wallet to, like, ten other people, which just seems like the most convoluted system ever. It's like, just keep the, right, keep the wallet, man. Yeah, and and just keep Um, on risking, like, someone's going to see you hand it off eventually. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, like they repeated in that same news thing that uh, it was just not an isolated incident. Definitely not an isolated oh, incident. Oh, no. Well, we learned that if you're an immigrant, especially an immigrant from Japan, this yeah. the, what's happening in New York in this time period, in the late 80s, early 90s, it might remind you of what happened in Japan a few years before. Years ago, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You may be upset about it. A, yep. Might that, be a shadowy organization called The Foot. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Which even the movie itself made fun of a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. April said like it could be a bad uh, podiatrist's club or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a bad podiatrist's club. but I mean, a bad name for a podiatrist's club, yeah. Right, The Foot. Um, yeah, so The Foot Clan. Um, now... There was there were these bunch these little things that they said like these one-liners when they kicked somebody's ass or whatever. Oh yeah, um, lots of those. And at least with one of them here, I have in my notes, Vanna, Vanna is something a oh, game show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What's so okay okay. So one of them just spun around and said, "Wheel of Fortune, dudes!" <laughs> and like hit a oh. bunch of bad guys while spinning around, <laughs> and then. Afterwards, I I think that more people came on and they're like, oh, they're not game show fans. I thought everyone loved yeah. Vanna. Va- Vanna White's the woman that in Wheel of Fortune like flips over the letters. Who's been doing oh, that? Oh, she's the for, same lady. Uh, oh yeah, for like forty years or something like that. She's oh, been there wow. forever. Okay, okay, okay. I have wondered about that job. Do people wonder about that job? Is there like a mm, like an agreement in culture about that lady, Vanna White? What do you mean an agreement in culture? Like, uh, is there like a general bias against or for her? Do people like her? Do people say like, oh, she got the easiest job in the world? I think it's it's funny because she is like, 
the most famous one name person I can think of for doing that one thing because she doesn't have. <laughs> I don't think she branched out and did anything else, but I don't know. I think people are fine with Vanna. I hear kind of bad things about the actual host, Pat Sajak. He's kind of like a right-winger dude. But oh. uh, Vanna White, I think, yeah, I think she's fine. Okay. Yeah, and she's been doing it forever. I mean, especially like when I was a kid, I think, like I thought, I think lots of people thought that she's just like really just pretty. I remember her being pretty. And then <laughs> I remember <blonde>. her like <laughs> recently. And then I was like, oh, she aged. Uh, but that was that well, was yeah. about it. As far I mean, as she's been doing for forty years, so she must be at least sixty or so. Right. Um, but I wonder what I would think of my life if I were her. It's like maybe I'm wealthy now. You would be completely fine with the easiest job that made you a millionaire. So don't even talk about how you're. What you would wonder. You'd be like, oh my god, this is awesome. All I have to do is like go to this thing, <laughs> flip over some goddamn letters. I don't have to choose them. Someone else chooses them for me, and then and I get to laugh all the way like to the bank. She doesn't even like actually flip them over. She just kind of. No, she like goes over and just like touches them, and then yeah, right, and then they flip over themselves. Is, is that the original touchscreen? Did like the iPad go to Wheel of Fortune, folks, to oh, like figure out the technology? Maybe. Right. Right, they I bought was it from NASA how that or worked. something. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Vanna White, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. How about Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Oh yeah. So we haven't talked about this dude yet, but uh, the character Casey Jones, which man, what what a sleazy dude! <laughs> like <laughs> throughout the whole, I, I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe he actually ended up as like April's love interest because. He just hmm. kept on calling her, like, the, the first, and that scene you're oh, talking yeah. about, when he, like, comes in to save them all, he looks over, he's like, hey, someone call a plumber? I don't know what he says, some, some line. And then he looks over to April, he's like, whoa, <laughs> who's the babe? <laughs> so oh. there's a bunch, a bunch of people he's about to fight, and a bunch of turtles, and he's like, whoa, check out the hot chick over there. All right, <laughs> time to fight. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky on steroids, because, you know, Wayne Gretzky was the most famous hockey player, and probably still is. He's the only hockey oh, player I can think of. Did he have like a hockey stick with him? Casey Jones, Is yes. And he also had a weird ass hockey mask, <laughs> like Jason style. Okay. Yeah, so he's like Okay. I mean, you also learn he like kind of he, anything with sticks, baseball bats, <laughs> golf clubs. Right, right, right. Hockey right. sticks. So it wasn't just he loves that. them yeah. all. <laughs> but yeah. Paddle, right. But but I mean like he's a former hockey player we learned too so he you know he got injured oh that's what he was talking about yeah so he was a hockey player and that's why I said Wayne Gretzky on steroids okay so although Wayne I imagine was a hockey player for sure and I mean really they're probably about the same size I mean this dude's not like crazy ripped or anything so no no and one thing that made me laugh I. I don't know why, but when she when he called her Broadzilla. Oh my god. Well, this is one of the things. He called right. her Toots, Sugar, Princess. Yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, that's what you want to be called, Princess. Right. I think the movie was just setting him up to be an unlikely candidate for her uh affection. And then so there's this whole weird scene. I thought it was weird when I was a kid, and it feels really weird as an adult too, where they go to the farmhouse. Uh-huh. Just like, okay, so you just pause all the action for 20 minutes here for kind of no reason. I mean, the reason is that Raphael's, Raphael's in a coma, and they, right. they just put him into a bath. It looks like I they know. just threw what him into a that? bathtub. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like all like, ugh. He's not like put in there nicely or anything. His legs are all splayed off. Right. I, think he's, I think he's facing down. And then I guess the bath is kind of half full of water because that's what a turtle needs if it's in a coma. <laughs> 
it seems like his head was in the bathtub, like underwater too. And was, I mean, yeah, it definitely it was wasn't. very odd. Yeah, <laughs> it was really odd. Yeah, like I definitely have the question written out. Why is Raphael in the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that the whole the whole farmhouse thing, it just felt weird to me as a kid. It felt weird to me now. Just, I mean. There's supposed to be emotional beats there and thing, but I'm just like, why would you leave the city? The city has so much more going on, so much wackier. There's just a lot more interesting things. And then when we're at the farmhouse, all we hear is like April's journals. Like, uh, Leonardo's having a really hard time. He's standing vigil over Raphael every day. Michelangelo, right. he plays, he puts on a brave face and says cowabunga, but I know he's hurt inside too. <laughs> he never said that, but okay. <laughs> Uh, Watch it yeah, again. They, they like learn to meditate in a really deep way that conjures, um, what's his name? Literally, Splinter. Splinter. Literally oh, yeah. They go on like side. a vision quest. Yeah, yeah. And how'd that start? Because Leo was just. Was he like, trying to. How did to... he get there? Yeah. Leo, yeah. He was just sitting there and then decided to think really deeply and concentrate. Maybe. So at the beginning of the movie, when. Uh, Splinter tries to get them to meditate. Yeah, they, and they start do the dancing. Herman song. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it's Tequila by the Champs, but they don't, don't, they don't oh. do the Pee Wee Herman dance. <laughs> but then instead of Tequila, they say Ninjutsu. <laughs> <laughs> and Splinter's like, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so maybe they were like, okay, so we're gonna give it a try now. That yeah. you're far from Splinter. And so he does, and then um, he makes contact with Splinter. Like, we get cut to Splinter, and he's like, Donatello. Or, no, wait, his name Leonardo. is Donatello. Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gathers them all up, and they sit around the fire, and uh, mm-hmm. then uh, Splinter, like, comes through Very the Obi-Wan fire. Kenobi. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Yep, yep, in like a blue flame. And there are, yeah, and there was a really creepy backdrop that happened there too at the at the farmhouse, which really, really started. Cre- oh, creepy. yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, the backrub. Yeah, backrub. Well, it it exactly. became like it was a very forced backrub. Right, right. Very eighties in in uh, origin, I guess, in start. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, like, April O'Neil's, like, like kind of like, ah, I got a kink in my neck or something like that. And he right. just goes up to her and starts rubbing. She instantly is like, no, I don't want that right, right now. And then he pushes her, like, like, pushes her down, and like, hard enough to where I feel like I might have hurt the actor a little bit. <laughs> right. It's pretty. I mean, I can feel the, the directions being, like, you resist him and you don't take no for an answer. Man, <laughs> Make I know. Sit down. Right. Man. And, These people, uh, that, yeah, you're supposed to But once them. it started, like, she, the, like, the dynamic between them seemed very cute. Like, her smile was very genuine seeming and... Yeah, but because he, I mean, she, like, cause she's acting according to, like, whatever some dude wrote down. <laughs> like, okay, right. now, now you got to smile and seem genuinely like you like this. <laughs> right, right. And, um... Like the the rubbing, uh, first of all, wasn't very much of the back. Like his his hands went all the way down to her boobs, almost. What? Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Holy cow! It just was 
very weird. It, w- it was so, a very weird scene. Yeah, which was the scene that you said was weird to you as a child? Oh, the whole farmhouse scene. Like oh, the, the whole, whole like thing. the whole yeah, 15 yeah, 20 right. minutes just cuz it seemed like such a break from the action. It was kind of like, you know, you can't really admit to yourself when you, something's bad when you're a kid, but I'm like, huh, this feels kind of boring or like bad. Yeah, right, right. And I wouldn't say it wasn't. I mean, there's there, there's, <laughs> there's a surprising amount of crying in this movie. Like the turtles cried a lot. Yeah, did they? They were they cried when uh, Splinter showed up when else? And then Raphael cried when like the Splinter and him had this weird moment when because uh, Raphael. Did you notice that they go out in town, but they like put on this trench coat and the hat? <laughs> and oh yeah, that, and no one can tell they're a turtle. To, like and fool everyone. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so he went and saw a movie called Critters. Did you did you catch that? Oh no, I didn't. I thought that was just a lie he told to get out. Oh no, because we saw him leaving the leaving Critters, and it was a very oh, okay. clearly like said Critters on the marquee, and he saw a poster of Critters. He's like, "Hey, who comes up with this crap?" Because that's kind of how Raphael talks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then. And then he sees this woman that gets her purse snatched, and then he like tries to get right. it back, and then ends up in the park, and that's where he meets weirdo Casey Jones, who's just hanging on the park looking for <laughs> bad guys right. to rough People, up. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then um, he apparently wanted to like kill the muggers or like really really fuck them up, and Raphael was like, "Come on, man, we don't no. do that." <laughs> right. And then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna hurt you then." Yep. So him and Raphael um, had a kind of antagonistic relationship. It didn't really go anywhere though. No, no, and uh, but that scene, their fight at least, was a good example of like how some of the action in this movie seemed to be way over the top, and then the other rest of the action was totally reasonable. Like they would be fighting, and it's all like ninja fights and punches, and mm-hmm. I don't know, making somebody fall, and then all of a sudden there's like a hit with a baseball bat, and the guy flies like <laughs> <laughs> half day across. The- Oh, yeah. Well, that's the same, Whatever. too. At the end, when, like, Casey Jones finds a golf club in the pile of rubble yeah, at, that, right, at the warehouse right. and then hits Master Tatsu. <laughs> he flies across the thing. Right, yep. right. <laughs> I'll never call golf a dull game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Speaking of fighting, so, I was mostly impressed how, how well the actors could maneuver in these suits. Oh, is that what was going on? I... Good thing you brought it up because I I would have forgotten to ask even. So these were suits and they had actors in them, for sure. And they also had animatronics that like moved the mouth and the eyes and stuff. Okay. But there were definitely actors in all the suits, um, and then and, usually um, voiced okay. by different people. So most of the voices you would probably recognize. You, there's a slight, slight actually you're not gonna recognize, but Donatello's voice you 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 should know. I mean, I should know a lot of things. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. He, he's one of the Frog Brothers from, uh, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, Lost Boys. Frog Brothers. Hey, we're the Are Frog these... Brothers. Oh, these guys. Okay, okay. Frog Brothers, Lost yeah, I mean, Boys. It's Corey, it's Corey okay. Feldman, who is a very famous actor, especially like in the 80s and 90s. He, you know, f- famous child actor. Corey Feldman? Oh, yeah. Okay. Corey Feldman is one of the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he, the one, he's the one that had like the most like, hey, dude, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like that kind of voice. <laughs> okay. so, you know, perfect for a Ninja Turtle. All right. I mean, I didn't know, but okay. That's that guy. 
Yeah, actually, uh, the turtles and Splinter and everything were made by Jim Henson, who did Sesame Street and the Muppets. Oh, very good. Okay. And he said they were the most challenging thing he's ever done. Huh. Why? I uh, guess... Animatronics, yeah. I mean, just like... Cause, I mean, I was actually pretty impressed by the visual effects, I especially know, Splinter. Right? Like, Splinter oh, looked yeah. pretty real to me. The turtles... The turtles kind of did too, but the turtles also looked very off at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. That was another thing yeah. when I was a kid. I was like, this movie looks fucking weird. But <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah, because it does. I liked it. I bought it. Well, I mean, I, I remember that it always was a, it was a very like dark movie in like tone. I mean, not in tone, mm. in actual look. Oh, it super was super was dark. It was super dark. Yeah, very, very dark. And so that always caught me off guard. And the turtles just look... I mean, they look pretty cool, but they also look weird. Like kind of Howard the Duckish. They do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the actors who voiced them weren't the same actors who were in the turtles? Most of the time, they were not. So the only oh, except... they actually were? I, I thought I was... No, no totally most of the time, being... they were not. So sometimes they were? One. Only Raphael. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, totally was like throwing that out as like a joke, but uh, yeah. Raphael was sometimes occupied by the actual voice. No, no, of... the whole time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, probably not for the ninja stunts and stuff like that, but at least, you know, <laughs> yeah. most of the time, yeah, jo- this guy named Josh Pais, I think it's how he pronounces it, I don't know, P-A-I-S, but he looks really familiar and he's in a bunch of shit. I couldn't really quite place him from anything though. Hmm. Okay. Um, I still am in the dark, a little fuzzy on Danny. He is definitely mm-hmm. the son of Charles. April's boss, yep. right? But she, but he also seems to hang out with April a whole lot. Uh, doesn't hang Where, out with her a whole lot, but it's kind of like... I don't know, just kind of going for a better adult role model. And, you know, April kind of helps him out a few times. Okay, so there's definitely no relation between April because I was definitely sure at one point in the movie where that, that April was the mother. That's very strange. Definitely not the mother. Okay. okay. No, I th- and I think most of the scenes where he's around, because, I mean, when he's in her apartment, Charles is there too, like when he steals the 20 bucks from her wallet. Yeah, right, right. And all the turtles are hiding, and he like thinks he sees them in the mirror, but then he looks up, and they're not there. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're amazing at hiding, right? Except that they're not at the same time. Uh, yeah, not not that great, but yeah, pretty good at the same time. They're, they're good at changing yeah. position pretty quickly if they need to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so the surrogate family that uh, Splinter referred to when he was talking to um, Danny. Yes, the I foot. Guess meant the foot? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because he I... says, like, you're wearing their symbol on your head. Yeah, no, the symbol of, of uh, Saki, of Okurosaki. Orokusaki, which is the same as the foot. Oroku- oh, yeah, yeah, right. Or one right. of them. And it, and the symbol, it's the Chinese character for demon or ghost. Oh, what a... <laughs> okay it's kind of on the nose but all right yeah I, I like caught it at first i was like is that fish is that the character for fish then i looked at i was like oh no that's ghost yeah i know it's pretty on the nose <laughs> i mean i'm sure fish. they're assuming no one would ever catch that 
fish. Oh, hmm, yeah, fish man. <laughs> Terrifying. So it's not even Japanese? Uh, well, Japanese, Japan uses lots of traditional characters as well, so it could oh. be Japanese. That I did not know. But I don't know if you caught this or not, but you know there are some Asian characters in this in this movie. There's zero people that are from Asia that had anything to do with writing. <laughs> okay. Like the whole creation of Ninja Turtles wow. and everything. That's all just like two dudes from the U.S. Wow, coming up with nonsense. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I still think it's hilarious that a rat would. Uh, like imitate somebody's movements and like remember, learn. Yeah, basic. I remember like that was a beat in the theater where everyone kind of like laughed <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they saw the rat kicking and punching in his cage. <laughs> right. And that gets pretty dark because, you know, Rokusaki kills his master and his master's yeah. lover. Right. That that origin story is pretty dark, right? It is. Yeah. No, Kang the- Shin only had love for Yoshi. Yep. Not for Saki, and Saki goes crazy and kills them both. I know. Doesn't even like take Tang Shin like prisoner. Like you will love me eventually. No, no, just kills her. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. So I felt like Shredder's name wasn't even said until toward the very end. Is that true? Oh, it's ha. Huh. So for someone who just doesn't know who Shredder is, it was kind of jarring i'm like who the fuck is shredder you might like be a, right i mean like i knew who that was instantly so i just wrote shredder in my notes but yeah the, you yeah. you could be right i mean you don't you don't mean like see him at first you just see him like sitting in this chair kind of like elvis with all these tvs he's watching because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know elvis did that you had like 50 tvs at the same time i like saw it in his movie because i saw the elvis the movie but oh, i watched uh, that on the plane too yeah what a weird movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me about Trip. the actual Elvis here. Like, what did you know about him and his TVs? Oh, I mean, it could have been a complete rumor, but I think there was something. Like, he just, he had, like, 50 TVs. He was famous for having 50 TVs that all had something different huh. on at the same time. And I think there's also a thing about how he shot them sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> he shot them. <laughs> yeah, or at least one time. <laughs> Allegedly. Let's just put that there. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, but so Shredder is doing that, but watching the news, because what else are you going to watch when you have that many TVs? And right. then April Neal's on, they're talking about, ooh, there's a shadowy organization, the foot. And then he throws a knife at the TV, and it sticks in in a very cartoon way. It's like, obviously, cartoon graphics. And he's right, like, Right, because, yeah. Find the, her. He, Silence her. Silence her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and all they do is, like, slap her. Like, don't don't uh, say any more stuff. Oh yeah, when the, when they when they meet in the subway. Yeah right. Uh yeah, they slap her because she's like because she's like bad mouthing them and like maybe being a bit racist. I couldn't tell with the Sony remark, but oh, that was racism. I don't I know. Thought that was a. That was a you know a baffler for me, but I didn't think to write it down. So I thought, it, yeah. So I thought Sony, I mean, Sony obviously is a Japanese company, but then did Sony have like, because do you know do you know about like BMG and Columbia Music House and those kinds of things? I think Sony too at one point. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so, where you The record pay, clubs. Yeah, and then they would send you CDs. 
Totally. Over and like and I racked up a massive bill and then got collection said that for me, but then they <laughs> oh. found out I was 13 and they couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, but I, I thought it was reference to that kind of thing. Yeah, I got mail for it, but uh, I think somebody warned me to not start because it seemed like a great deal at first. Oh, but, it's like uh, literally a penny for like 12 CDs or something like that. And they send you 12 CDs, but then they keep charging you like 15 bucks a month or something? Well, and then they just start sending you random shit you don't even want, I think, too. Oh, so you're like, okay. oh, now I got a Billy Joel CD. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, the Turtles and uh, their yeah. cultural influence at the time. Uh, massive. So... Yeah, yeah, so the Turtles were like super duper popular, and I want to say mostly with folks like me, just because it became such a, tr- like a, it was, it was like the first trend that I got onto. So I got on the trend of hmm. the Turtles and the trend of MC Hammer, and to me, they were like both the epitome of cool. I was like, oh my God, nothing wow. gets cooler than these things. <laughs> and were any of the things that they said for like the equivalent of awesome and bodacious, uh-huh. like Cowabunga. were any of those cowbunga? Uh, were those new at all? I mean, they said Chevy Bassa, um, and then they were like Chevy Nova, and like I don't, I didn't get that. It was just like it's just a car like, name, like Bossa Nova. Okay, Bossa Nova. Or, Bossa Nova. That's a genre, Chevy? yeah, a musical genre. But okay. th- but then they stopped. They're like, dude, not Bossa Nova. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any I w- sense. Once in the second, once in the second one, one of them says acapella. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all turn around and say, "No, dude." Uh, <laughs> uh, so, where did those like become things people said because of the turtles? Because of turtles, because of Bart Simpson. Yeah, those were like, I don't know exactly why, but yeah, that weird. I think it's like surfer lingo. Maybe it's even older than that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. things like bodacious, was, radical, skateboarder lingo. There were skateboarders a little bit, were they not, or something? Mm-hmm. Was there? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't remember if they actually skated in the movie or not. Did they skate to the sewers? No. I think I saw them skate at least once, but then again, they I, were, yeah. there was skating going on at that uh, in the, you know, teenage... In the lair. Right. <laughs> teenage wasteland. <laughs> right. Like, there was this girl who... That, that was, like, the most salacious thing that happened. It was a girl who was chewing gum and, like, went and put her arms around some other guy. Um... <laughs> Was that, like, wow, that was the only girl really in the layer two. I feel like I know. There was only yeah, like two girls in this movie. That family. girl and April O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. <laughs> um, did you? Did this make you want to be a turtle at all? Well, yeah, especially when you said, God, it's good to be a turtle. I was like, oh, man, it must be good to be a turtle. Remember that oh, scene? Oh, that's, that's where I wrote down the question. Yep. Crazy. Yep. I mean... Yeah, because he like ducks because he can put his head in a shell, so he, you know his head doesn't get chopped off. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That huh. did that happen in this movie? That where he ducked into his shell and to avoid getting his head yeah, chopped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And then he said, "God, I'd like to love to be a turtle." Right afterwards. Oh, okay. But he said it much more excited than I'm saying it. <laughs> I God, I love to be a turtle. <laughs> um. So like, it was it a kind of real thought of 
transformation or something? No, like, you know, of course you know I mean? not. No? I mean, I wasn't three. I was eight. So, you know, I knew, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I understood what possible. a human was. I understood a turtle. I understood they probably couldn't really be combined. Um, uh, I, w- I was in Taekwondo, so there, maybe there was sort of some oh. semblance of wanting to actually be a butt kicker or a ninja. Yeah. What happened? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you do those things for a while and you're like, oh, okay, not really my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because I was, I, was imagine- I was remembering that I had to do these tests to get different belts. And actually, I got, I got pretty high up in the belts. And at- the only thing I remember is that you kind of had to recite some, like, Korean mantra. And mm-hmm. then you had to run and jump and kick a board, and then it got harder because you had to jump over like your classmates. So you know there'd be like six of them laying on the ground. And you have to run and jump over them and kick a board and break it, or kick wow. like three boards and break them at the same time. Dang! And uh, did you do all that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought the story would be like no, and then it was too hard at the end. So I <laughs> no, I did all of it. Yeah, yeah. It. I don't remember anything being awesome. that hard, but I think it was like I don't know. It always felt like it wasn't like that real because. For how high I got up as as far as yeah. the ranks and for how little I remember, I don't really feel like it was a real thing I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel like the first time I've heard you talk about this. Uh, yeah, and it was around the same time as Ninja Turtles too, so I was probably like 8 to 10 or so when I was doing Taekwondo. Do you think you volunteered to do it? Uh, my neighbor was in it who was like just old enough to where I kind of looked up to him. And so when uh-huh. he did things like that, I was like, oh man, that, that'd be cool. I should do that too. Okay, so it wasn't because of the Ninja Turtles. But then, I mean, quickly I was like, oh, and then I can, like, you know, be a ninja guy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Ninja guy. Ninjutsu. Um, ninjutsu. Is that a real thing? Ninjutsu? Is that what they call being becoming a ninja? Or the yeah, it's art like the of art of ninja? ninja. Yeah. Got you. It's a real thing. I think there's very few true ninjas in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. They won't be surprised, but. Yeah. Huh. So I feel like you're not giving me enough of like what else there was um, in this world of the Ninja Turtles. Did you like play the video games? Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Yep, I played all the video games. And so I mentioned there's there's a hard one and a fun one. And so there's one in the arcades. I think every place that sold pizza had to have this one version of a Ninja (laughs) Turtle game for a while. And that was probably the one you played where it's kind of like... It's a it's a side scroller where you just you know you can beat any mm-hmm. of the turtles and you're like throwing people over your your head and you beat yeah, up yeah it was the pig. so much fun yeah it's a lot of fun but then there was one before then for the Nintendo and later on they they made the arcade one for Nintendo or Super Nintendo so you actually could play it on the on the console but then before then there mm-hmm. was a, the one that I thought was really weird and hard and <laughs> it wasn't that fun in my mind and the graphics are pretty bad. And so did you get into like the TV show first? The TV show first, yep. And then that was my first collection oh. too, was Ninja Turtle toys. Like I like collected almost all of them. So you know, all the turtles, oh. all the bad guys. The turtles started having like little themes, <laughs> you know, like like Barbies. So they'd be like, uh, I don't know, like Chef Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. All the bad guys. There's this bad guy named Krang, who's his brain that's in this like robot guy. So I had him, and I had oh. Shredders, and yeah, the wow. pig. There's this is a guy kind of like the Fly. Have you seen the Fly hmm. before? The movie The Fly. Yeah. I feel like I was a child, and like I fell asleep when it started, and I 
woke up at the end when the fly was walking around. Oh man, we should maybe watch that. that. That's actually a pretty yeah, movie. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, yeah, I, l- I would love to. But yeah, there's a guy that's essentially just a rip off of the fly. There's lots of rip offs in the Ninja Turtles if you haven't, if you haven't kind of picked, <laughs> em, you know, imagined no. that. <laughs> huh. One of the being Shredder, who's very Darth Vadery, which I never put together until right, last night. Right. And Yoda, which is Splinter. Splinter yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so, if I were in the states, I would have first gotten into the. TV show now was the TV show huge? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I remember that we had a problem because you know I I lived in a pretty rural area, so I remember that we couldn't like get it on whatever channels Mm. we had via our antenna. And then I remember my dad telling me like, "Hey, we're gonna get this channel that has Ninja Turtles," and I was like, "Oh my god, I love you!" (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. So talking about the music again, did you catch the did, did you catch the song at the end? Oh, it was like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it goes T-U-R-T-L-E power. power. Yep. And then it has yeah. a guy that's also slow rapping about other Ninja Turtle things. Really? So, oh, yeah. So that when this, when that came on, so especially after, because this was, you know, I bought this movie on VHS, and this is a movie actually I had. I probably watched this movie 30 times at least when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Really? I watched wow. It all, oh, yeah. And so Damn. I, that song, I remember when that came on, I like rewound it and fast forward and just wrote down all the lyrics, and then I like sit down oh, and like wow. rap the whole thing. <laughs> wow. Industrious. Very cool. Yeah. I, I danced a little bit when it happened. Just, as as know, an adult? Yeah. Yeah, just now. Oh, that's I pretty funny it. because, yeah, as an adult, I was like, oh, because in my mind, I was, still thought it was a cool song, but then when I heard it come on, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's just talk rapping. <laughs> April O'Neil, yeah, I mean, you know, on the double, she doesn't want to be there with no trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, my thing was more because the turtles themselves just hyped up the the ending so much they were like cool cowabunga yeah, you know Splinter says cowabunga oh yeah it was Splinter because so he made a funny as he says made a funny right <laughs> and April's yeah. like ah oh, you dirty oh yeah that's one thing I want to talk about so the impressions do you remember when they were doing impressions in April's apartment I do but I didn't know who they were making impressions of so yeah so let, let, let me look at the first one there oh yeah, the first one's Rocky Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rocky, I guess I got a little bit. It's a yeah. pretty bad impression of Rocky. <laughs> okay. It's like, you know, Michelangelo's just like, poo, 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 you know, f- punching, and then he's like, hey, Adrian! <laughs> 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 and then the second one, he's like, oh, oh, do your Cagney. Do your Cagney. He's like, oh, you dirty rat. Oh, you dirty rat. You killed my father. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. Well, that's an impression he did, and I have no idea even now what that is. There, like, oh. I, we talked about this before. How, like, in kids' stuff, there's always like weird references to like 1940s movies that you would not have oh, seen. Oh, wow. Okay. Like James so Cagney. Maybe, yeah, James Cagney. Is that's a like a old person thing? I think so. Yeah, I think I think of it as someone like around the Humphrey Bogart era. Whoa. Okay. Yep. I think I, I know that that's an old era. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's what I mentioned. Uh, we didn't we did talk about April's crazy apartment, too. That's so confusing because she's like, oh, yeah, and here's a shop below it. So she lives in Manhattan and has yeah. this, like, wild apartment. Right, and her dad, like, had a antique shop that, yep. and he died, and they there's some backstory about, like, 
her keeping it even though yeah it's uh i don't know like not making any money or she doesn't have time for it or whatever seems mm-hmm. like a you know terrible waste of real estate in new york it, i mean well i guess back then i mean new york was like i mean it, it's funny because you know you know where they're supposed to be in new york they mentioned it a few times Mm, somewhere big like Times Square or something. Well, no, it's not Times Square, but it's it's it's, it's Greenwich Village. <laughs> That's it's like the, the Greenwich only place Village I know area. In New York. No, really, it's Eleventh and Bleecker. And so Bleecker, if you go to Manhattan right now, Bleecker is just like super super gentrified. Okay, and it has a lot of history I, too. Yeah. Like a lot of the folk movement was there, and I think there is like other artist things happening around there. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So I don't know. Maybe it was a rough part of New York. I feel like most of New York was maybe kind of a little bit rough in the seventies and eighties. That seems to be what I gather. I mean, that's what the movie makes you want to think. Like, look at this right. hellhole. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like taxi drivery. Like, oh, the scum of the crime. earth. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's that's probably about all I have to what I have to say about that. Very cool. This was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, so what do you get the movie? Uh, three and a half stars, and I think if I had grown up with it, I would have given it like four or four and a half, but I just could not quite get into it as a child, uh, no. you know, being like 41 and all. I definitely never made me want to be a grouch about it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much further i need to go to justify three and a half stars for no, this you're good like you're good yeah good. i mean yeah so i mean for one thing the reviews are terrible or maybe not terrible but not they good. were oh yeah for sure yeah what? I, I want to say ron tomatoes it has like a 40 percent or something like that uh, why yeah. i don't know yeah was, i mean i guess it's not a great movie but it's a pretty fun <laughs> movie it's pretty yeah. like yeah I, I mean i'm giving it three and a half too because of the same reasons where it's just you know a fun movie that it it passed the time and i was enjoying it pretty much the whole time even when it was like so yeah. stupid <laughs> and, <laughs> i don't know it just was fun and, and of course there's like so much nostalgia tied up and i think it's a yeah. weirder movie than you might remember it being or at least it's a weird hmm. i've always kind of thought of it as a bit of a weird movie just because the tone is quite strange and the look yeah. of it's pretty weird and it's a kid's movie, but then they say, like, damn a lot for some reason. They always keep yelling damn, hmm. <laughs> which I thought was weird, um, too, when I was a kid. <laughs> so have you followed any of the subsequent movies? Yes. Like, you said you've watched the two, but, like, yep. anything that came way after? Not way after, no. I watched the sequel hmm. for sure, The Secret of the Ooze, and then I watched the third one, which is, I think they, like, go back in time to Japan or something like that. <laughs> Even oh. when I was a kid, that was, that was like, pretty bad. <laughs> Oh man, okay. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, I watched those. But then you know, Michael Bay made one recently, and I no, I've never watched that. No, okay. No, uh, I wanted to ask you a few things though. So, do you know anything about the budget and how much it made? Oh, I have no idea. I would think it might have had a substantial-ish budget because it didn't look cheap, um, and that budget it was... would have made tons of money. Budget was fairly so, low, so the budget was only really? thirteen million. Okay, I mean, I buy that, even though, like, um, I would have guessed mm, right around probably $13 million, yeah. If you were looking at the set of April O'Neil's apartment, you're like, oh, okay, I can kind of see they didn't put a ton of money into this. Like, when the foot soldiers mm-hmm. come in, it looks like they're busting into paper walls. <laughs> 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 the turtles look pretty cool, though. I think that's where most of the budget right. went. Right, exactly. And, uh, right. Yeah, but it made, like, $200 million. 
Exactly. Yeah. Right? So it was like a huge. It was actually at the time until the Blair Witch Project. It was it was the most successful independent movie because it technically was released by an independent studio because no one wanted to touch it because oh. of Howard the Duck. Because it was oh because Howard the Duck was such a flop. Yep. And they're like oh Crazy. okay so this is another thing based on a comic book with another weird looking character. No, huh. we, this is not going to do well. Yeah, so New Line Cinema, do you know anything about them? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're most famous for doing B-movie horror, at least at mm. first. So they did, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and then other wow. kind of lower-budget slashers. And okay. then this was their most successful movie at the time by far. But then yeah. their most successful movie ever is the most successful movie that's ever been made, I think, or one of them, Lord of the Rings. So they, 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 they did those, Whoa. too. Yeah. Damn, okay. So they're a weird a... studio because they... That is pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, the only other thing I remember seeing that's in, that was in the same vein was the original Mortal Kombat movie, oh, which uh-huh. I thought was pretty cool at the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, that's out of curiosity. I just thought I would ask. Oh, and the director and, too. He did he did some movies. He did a bunch of like you know pretty forgettable movies from the nineties afterwards essentially. Yeah. But then he did a bunch of music videos, a ton of music videos, and you would recognize some of them. So he's a director of the Billie Jean music video, for one. Oh, Billie Jean has a music video? The Michael Jackson song? Just, like, moonwalking? What? Are you joking? Where he's, like, stepping on the the sidewalk? Oh, wait, that... that, You've seen it before, right? right? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh And then also the Take On Me video. Oh, wow. Well, you know that's that one, pretty right? involved. And then a bunch of ones, but you're all these. I'm not going to name them because <laughs> I don't think you're going to recognize I just recognize both of those, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but those, those are the only ones I think you're going to recognize. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here, I'll say one more. Oh, Money for Nothing. You recognize that. That's the nope. uh, the Dire Straits song that Weird Owls parodies in UHF. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, those, at least the take on me is a... One of the most imaginative music videos I feel like I've ever seen. Billy Joel and The Take On Me are like, yeah, two of the most famous music videos ever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, yep, to this day, when he walks around, he only wears a shirt that says, I made those two things. And on the back, it says, (laughs) and the Ninja Turtles movie. And the Ninja Turtles. That's awesome. Okay, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, thanks for humoring us through a Saturday. And uh, tune in next week to hear us talk about Seinfeld. That's right. And um, so for the sleuths out there, actually, nobody cares when we actually recorded these. So with that said, I'm going to say my piece, which is uh, thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.